Your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, your host of the variety show, Your Positive Imprint. Listen to the stories from people whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements worldwide. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Twitter, What's Your PI? Connect with me on LinkedIn. Listen to my show from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can also find links on the subscribe button to some podcast platforms such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. But you can also listen to my show from any podcast platform. Music by Chris Null. Fabulous variety of genre by Chris is available on his website, chrisnull.com. Or, of course, from Spotify. And a big congratulations to former guest Ian Shive, who has a new series out on nature photography on on the uh, Discovery Channel. Google Ian Shive, I-A-N-S-H-I-V-E, or Ion Nature. Also, congratulations to R&B artist Christopher Marciano, also an assistant principal. He was just nominated for Best Singer-Songwriter in Orlando. Congratulations and good luck. Well, you can listen to both of these episodes on Apple Podcast or any podcast platform or my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. And Ian's is from February 9th, Hidden Pacific Filmmaker Ian Shive Profiles Pacific Atolls. And June 22nd, Christopher Marciano Creates Positive Change Through Songwriting. <laughs> Your positive imprint. What's your PI? Well, I was sitting outside. We we just literally we just returned from Aspen, Colorado, where I was doing oh my gosh a fabulous interview with Mac Bailey, and you will hear from him in a couple of weeks. But I was sitting outside just enjoying the deer that are out there, and oh my goodness, the mosquitoes have just swarmed in. So I've had to come on inside. Well, my buddy Mike T challenged me to post a photo a day of Maka, my little doggie, for 10 days on Facebook and also nominate somebody each day to do the same. Well, I hardly ever do these challenges, but this one was different. The photos were not of me, but of my dog, whom I just love. Each day that I posted a photo or a video, I just had a huge smile filled with joy and happiness and, of course, inspiration. And each day, I also had to nominate somebody to do the same, to post 10 photos. Likewise, I loved seeing the videos and photos posted by those that I nominated, and those photos were of the dogs and, yes, cats, because I changed the challenge a little bit and nominated friends with cats to post. During these 10 days, I also went on to friends' pages who have pets and looked at their adorable furry and scaly and feathery ones, and I read their stories, both happy and, of course, sad stories. And I'm sorry to those of you whom have lost a pet, but even in their time of loss, they recognized the positive imprints their furry, scaled, and feathery baby had on them. So today's guests are my furry babies, both past and present. They provide a never-ending abundance of positive imprints that allow me to grow and to love. First, presently, 
My dog is Mele Kalikimaka, and yes, I sing this song to her daily, more than once. I call her Maka for short, that is her name actually, Maka, but I also call her Mele Kalikimaka. What is it about our furry, scaly, and feathery friends that inspire us? Well, I'd love to do a show on your pet's positive imprint, Living or in Animal Heaven. Just send me an MP3 to Catherine at yourpositiveimprint.com and in the subject line put Pet Positive Imprint. And Catherine is C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E and you can also get that information from yourpositiveimprint.com. If you don't want to do a recording and you want me to do it myself, then please send me your written piece to share. No more than three or four minutes. The deadline is July 15th. Please be appropriate. Maybe yours will be on the show. Your positive imprint. What's your pet's PI? Well, Maka is a beautiful Queensland blue healer who Mike and I adopted on December 22nd, hence her name, Mele Kliki Maka. And right now she is 15 years old. Maka isn't my first dog, as I've had a family dog, a black lab terrier. And yes, you heard that correctly, a black lab terrier. She, Lady, was her name. She was an incredible watchdog and fun for my parents, my siblings, and me. She went skateboarding with me, camping with all of us. She barked at friends who turned out to be not such great friends after all. She had a very good judge of character. And it's funny how she was adopted. My mom always told us that we could get a dog if she's a female, black lab, just weaned, puppy, and free. Well, mom said this, of course, because she knew it would never happen. My eldest sister, Mary, asked mom one evening, while mom is busy stirring her meat sauce, if she could have a dog, if it's female, black lab, free, and just weaned. And mom said, oh, yes, of course. Well, before mom knew it, Mary's boyfriend brought over Lady, and we all fell in love. Mom and dad loved her too, even though she didn't fit the requirements, because she was a black lab terrier, and she was six months, but she was female, and she was free. She lived to be 18, but her positive imprints were the responsibility she taught me at a very young age. When I got married, Mike and I adopted Kia, and we also heard, well, Kia, we adopted several others, but uh, Kia and her litter were dumped at the shelter, and then we adopted Kona six months later. Kona was born on a ranch where they had enough working dogs and didn't need Kona. Kitzel, we adopted five years later, was our indoor kitty cat who was poisoned as a fetus by the owner who was mad that his cat got pregnant. And later on, our fire chief was killed in action, and his 15-year-old Siamese cat Susie came to live with us. That was, I think, 2008. Well, Kia and Kona, wow, they taught both Mike and me so much. Kia was a furball Samoyed border collie. She was a large female at around 65 pounds, but all hair. Kona was a blue healer, but she was black with very little blue mural. Kitzel was a lynx Siamese. Because of the poisoning of Kitzel, we were told that she might have cancer or other problems. Well, anyway, these three were inseparable. Dad could never get enough of watching those three sleep together, hang together. He was just so amazed. Their living together in harmony truly inspired me that love exists amongst animals and unconditional love does not have to be learned. And of course... Absolutely, Mike and I witnessed 
dominance of one of them in the pack. Kia was the dominant one, and she did a lot of house training, disciplining of, in fact, she house trained Kona, which means that she house trained her so she wouldn't go to the bathroom in the house. We were working on that, but Kia made it simple. She would pick up Kona by the scruff of the neck and take her outside, and voila, house trained. <laughs> and when we adopted Kitzel, Kia also carried her around by the scruff of the neck and would lay Kitzel right next to her. And Kona used to nudge Kitzel to move her closer to herself. When Kona was two, she was that's the blue healer, she was diagnosed with diabetes. Insulin and a strict diet would be prescribed. Kona inspired both Mike and me to have very clear communication so that we knew when and how much insulin and food food Kona had received when one of us would get home earlier than the other. And I am so thankful for that communication in so many ways. Well, those dogs went backpacking, camping, hiking, mountain biking their entire lives with us. They've seen the bears, the deer, elk, squirrels, skunks, porcupines. Even with diabetes, Kona lived a normal doggy life until 14. Mike and I learned so much about diabetes that one year we had to help a gentleman when he was having a diabetic episode. Well, Kona passed away with us while we were camping. She died in our arms in the trailer with no warning. She just got up, ready to eat, and then she just collapsed. Kia, the Samoyed, went into mourning and had a stroke at age 15, 30 days after losing Kona. Kitzel mewed after we did not come home with Kona because we were camping. We came home without Kona, and she mewed, Kitzel did, and she hid in the closet, and we could not get her out. Well, Mom and our niece, Carmen, had to literally talk to Kitzel to coax her out. That was such a positive imprint for Carmen, and I so loved watching her with her grandmother talk to Kitzel and Carmen. Uh, talk to Kitzel, and Carmen was so successful at bringing Kitzel out. It, it was just... Uh, I wish you could have been there. It was just incredible. But death was a positive imprint for Mike and me. And I know that sounds odd, but watching these three grow up as our family members was just so incredibly joyful. Their love for us and their dedication to us and each other was impressive even at death. Kitzel lived to be 13 and she did succumb to cancer. That was very painful for us to watch, and it was painful for her. She was a trained kitty cat because Mike and I worked with her, and I trained her to sit still while I trimmed her nails every three weeks. <laughs> Mike trained her to play soccer with artificial flowers, and we took her into the mountains on occasion. And when my dad came over, she always found his lap, the place of choice when guests were over. And it wasn't until four years after, after Kitzel passed away, and after the, well, it, no, it was four years after the dogs passed away, that Mike and I decided we were ready to adopt. We, although we had Susie, who was the cat from our friend, the firefighter, we were ready for a canine companion. Well, this adorable, precious Maka adopted us. We were at the animal shelter when this darling dog walked in between Mike's legs and looked up at him. Mike literally melted and said, sweetheart, I believe she's the one. And you know what? There was no doubt. And Maka wants to be with us, romping 
and playing all of the time. She plays ball like crazy and squeaks the ball and drops it at our feet, and she is always ready to play. Although right now she's sleeping because we just got back from Aspen after a superlative, wonderful time uh, of interviewing, or like I like to say, recorded conversation with Mac Bailey, who will come in a couple of weeks. But Mike and I are so good at making that time to play with Maka. We never tell her to go away after all. She would not understand why we would say, no, go away. And she's given our, well, we give her our full attention to play ball. And it's a fun sport for all of us. And because she was abused prior to us adopting her, she had some damage to her trachea, but luckily it healed for the most part. Uh, If she barks too much, it might irritate it a little bit. But Maka loves to go with us mountain biking, hiking, camping, and just hanging out. And she, of course, has seen all the bears, the skunks, the porcupines, the deer, the elk. She's seen everything and has loved it. We've given her such a good life, and she has provided amazing positive imprints for Mike and me. And everyone who knows her. She also knows that Mike is the dominant one. And this is kind of just kind of a funny story, but Mike and I train the dogs. And after they're trained, I become very lax. And I let them do certain actions around me that I let them get away with. One, for instance, is jumping up on the bed. Well, I'll go and I'll hug my dogs or cats. Well, the cats did go on the bed, but I'll hug them. But she will, Maka will not jump up on the bed when Mike is around. And it's so funny because in the morning time, she will sit and listen for the truck to leave. And when she doesn't hear the truck anymore, she trots on into the bedroom and jumps up onto the bed. That's pretty smart. But she's an amazing positive imprint because, again, unconditional love is taught. And I embrace it and try to role model that as well. She's better at it than I am. When Susie was around, she loved to tease Maka. She would claw Maka, although she didn't have claws, but she would you know, claw for a better word. She would claw Maka from under the chair and then start the chase when Maka came over to the chair. And the two enjoyed each other's company, but they didn't sleep together, but they did play together. Susie lived to be 20 years old. She was a fun Siamese cat who cried out for me and literally it sounded like mommy. Mommy! Anyway, probably sounds funny on the microphone, but it did sound like mommy. And she would call me up, I would go over and I would give her a treat, and then I would sit with her for a few minutes before she would jump into her little cat tree, curl up, and go to sleep. Well, today, my cute little Maka is 15, and she is slowing down, and she's snoring right now. I just woke her up with my little giggle. (laughs) But um, over the last few months, she did stop mountain biking with us. And she gets upset when we go without her. I mean, because she loved it. So we've added shorter but more frequent walks with her and a short bike ride. And I just ache. I really do. I ache when I have to leave her behind. But Maka's sitter, Julian, who is so awesome, he's so good with Maka when Mike and I need to be away. And thank you, Julian. Anyway, so what is it about our pets that teaches us about love, trust, honor? Well, I don't know exactly. Pets are truly part of our family. They provide a never-ending abundance of positive imprints that allow us as an individual to grow. I know my pets have added positive imprints that inspire me, and I'd love to hear about your pet and how you are inspired by them. Your positive imprint. What's your pet's P.I.?